0: Okay, what happened after Jesus died on the cross? What do you think? <laughs> well, the first thing... Yeah, the first... Well, baby. What? No, he didn't. <laughs> Alright, after Jesus died on the cross, a couple things happened. <clears throat> we talked last time about how the earthquake and the temple veil was torn into, But then... Also, um the Jewish leaders didn't want the bodies of the people who were on the crosses to stay there the next day because it was like a holy day. And normally when you were crucified, you'd be on the cross for like a while, like three days maybe. And the reason for that is that crucifixion is a very slow form of death. What ultimately kills people who are being crucified usually is that they they like can't breathe anymore. Because while they're hanging on the cross, it makes it hard for them to use their lungs. So what the body does when it's trying to breathe is, is you push up from your feet on the cross or you pull up with your hands. And so you have to do that when you breathe. But eventually, through all the pain and exhaustion, you stop being able to do that and then you you just your muscles can't pull you up anymore and so your lungs can't breathe anymore so you die i hadn't thought of this before but that's probably another part of what's notable about it saying that jesus breathed his last he gave up his breath on purpose it wasn't like his lungs wouldn't work anymore as usually happens but he chose to breathe his last so Anyway, one way to make this happen faster, if they wanted to make them die faster, was that, was that they could break their legs. Because if they broke their legs, then they wouldn't be able to push up with their legs. And then they wouldn't be able to breathe, and they would die faster. So, well, yeah. So this is what the Jewish leaders wanted to do. They wanted to make sure that the criminals were all dead before the end of the day before the sun went down, and so Pilate told the soldiers to go and break the legs of of the people who were crucified. So they broke the legs of the two thieves on either side, but then when they, they looked at Jesus and they said, wait, I think he's already dead. So they checked, they wanted to check first, so they took a spear and they pierced it into his side, and when they pierced it into his side, blood and water came out. Now, John is the one who writes this in his gospel, and when he writes this, he says, he who sees, who saw this bears witness, and he is telling the truth. And this serves one a special purpose, and that is that it proves that Jesus was really dead. When he was buried, it wasn't like, oh, he was just like, you know, like like passed out or exhausted or something, and then he just woke up. No, 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 he was dead. I'm not a doctor. So I don't know the exact reason, but I've read some things by doctors about why if somebody wasn't dead and you, and you pierce their side, it wouldn't be blood and water that would come out. But for some reason, when they're dead, that, it proves that. I don't remember the details, but that's what they said. So that was proof that he was really dead. So when they saw that, they didn't break his legs, which also fulfilled a passage from the Old Testament. Not one of his bones shall be broken. Think about all the things that happened to Jesus that day. All the horrible things that had been done to him. They had whipped him and scourged him and hit him and struck him and put a crown of thorns on his head head and made him carry that cross. And then they pounded (laughs) nails through his hands and all these things. And yet, his bones were not broken. And what that shows, I mean, obviously he faced the most terrible suffering and pain, but... But by doing it this way, where his bones weren't broken, where God said his bones wouldn't be broken, it showed, again, that God was in control. That he chose what would happen and no one else. That he foretold what was going to happen to his son, the Christ, and no one else. So, after he died, two, two men took him down from the cross. One of them was Joseph of Arimathea, and the other was Nicodemus. You might remember Nicodemus. Nicodemus came to Jesus by night because he was afraid of the other Pharisees. Nicodemus was a Pharisee. And he thought maybe there was something to this Jesus, but he knew the other Pharisees would make fun of him. So he came to Jesus by night. But now, he, for some time now, he has been a believer in Jesus, but in secret because he's still afraid of the other Jews. But now he comes out openly. Take Jesus' body down from the cross. And Joseph of Arimathea was a rich man who also believed in Jesus, and I think was also another Pharisee who had been a believer in secret and now took his body down. And they put it in Joseph's tomb. So Joseph had a tomb nearby that he had probably bought or had made for himself, and it was carved out of the rock. So they so like in like some rock in the hillside, they carved this tomb out, and that's where they put Jesus' body. And they told us that this fulfilled another prophecy from the Old Testament, that his grave was made with the wicked at his death. It wasn't his tomb. It was a borrowed tomb. And he wasn't going to have to borrow it for very long. So the women watched when they buried Jesus. They didn't have time. It was the end of the day, so they didn't really have time to do what they would normally do with the body. Normally when somebody you loved would die, they would would embalm it. That's where you use certain types of like spices and different things that you do in order to keep the body from like decaying or rotting too fast. But they didn't have any time to do that. And, and so that would make the body usually decay even faster and it would make it smell more. Because that's another thing they would do. They put a bunch of perfume on it so that it wouldn't smell. Because when a body dies, it starts to decay. And when it starts to decay, it starts to stink. Like if you leave like meat out on the counter, it's going to start to stink. My body would too. So they didn't do any of those things to Jesus, and he was placed in the tomb, and the women saw. And the reason they couldn't do it is because it was Friday when this happened, and at sundown, it was Saturday. Because remember, they count their days from when the sun goes down. That's the beginning of the next day. And on Saturday, they weren't allowed to do work. It was a Sabbath day. So they all went home. And think about that. They just saw this. They just saw Jesus, their Savior, the one they believed was their God. They saw him die. And then they watched him be buried. And probably the whole time that this is going on, his disciples must have been watching this and thinking like, well, at some point this is going to end. This must be like a terrible nightmare. We're going to wake up from this. This is going to end. He's going to come down. But he doesn't. And then they see him die. And maybe they think, oh, he's not really dead. But then they see the blood in the water. And they think, well, even then, maybe they think, well, he's going to come back. And then they see him buried. Then they have nothing to do but to go home. And they have to sit at home for a whole day. Well, after that day is over, so at sundown on the next day, it says the women go and prepare spices. They couldn't do it before because they would be working on the Sabbath. So they go and they get the spices that they're going to use to anoint his body in order to prepare and go to find the body and anoint it, which is what they're going to do on Easter morning. And we'll talk about that next time, although, of course, you guys know what happened. But one thing to note is that, normally when people's bodies die, they start rotting right away. And this would have been emphasized by the fact that they couldn't embalm it or put any perfume on it, so it would have been more noticeable. But Jesus' body did not start to decay. From the moment he died, his body was preserved. The Old Testament foretold this. It says you will not allow your Holy One to see corruption. It didn't even start to smell decay at all, even though there was no perfume or spices placed on it, because that was prophesied too, and God kept his body so that he would rise again on the next day. So through his death, and even through his burial, and then especially through his resurrection, Jesus, Jesus, well, through his death and burial, Jesus was taking our place. and Through his resurrection, he's giving us his place. That's also why it says that in baptism, we are buried with him. We go into the tomb with him. We die his death, because we're connected with him, and so we will rise with him as well.